What if there was a different way to live and work? Beyond the hustle and hype. Beyond the never-ending race to get more, do more, be more. A way that's grounded, intuitive, intentional, and in line with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Wellpreneur with me, your host, Amanda Cook. Together, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. I invite you to plant your feet on the earth, slow down, tune in, and get ready to create a life of meaning and magic. Hello, and welcome to the Wellpreneur Podcast. This week, we've got another episode in our Real Health Coaches series, although this week I should call it the Real Nutritionist series because I'm speaking with nutritionist Kira Foy all about how she's grown her business. We're talking about how Kira got over her fear of selling, whether you should do one-on-one or group programs, a really interesting discussion about whether you should put your prices on your website or not, which is, I know, a question that a lot of you have, and why you should never, ever sell one-off sessions, at least according to Kira. So there's tons of good stuff in this episode, and I know you're going to love it. If you want to discuss anything that we're talking about in today's episode, if you have some questions or you want to talk about how it applies to your business, definitely come join us in the Wellpreneur Wellness Marketing Mastermind Facebook group. It's a free Facebook group, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes so you can come over and we can chat about this week's episode. And also, this is the last episode where I'm coming to you from London, because later this week, I'm moving to Hong Kong, which is just totally crazy. So next week's episode will be coming to you from Hong Kong. It probably won't sound different because I'll probably record it in advance just to give myself a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a breather when I first move. But if you follow me on Instagram, which is at Wellpreneur, I will definitely be sharing some photos from my new home in Hong Kong, which is super exciting. And if you are in Hong Kong or if you are going to be in Hong Kong between now and the end of August, definitely reach out and let me know because I'd love to plan a little Wellpreneur meetup while I'm in the city. Okay, nice short intro this week and let's hop over to the interview with Kira Foy. Hi, Kira. Thanks for joining me on the show today. Thank you so much, Amanda. I'm happy to be here. So Kira, I'd love it if you could just start off and give us a little background. I know you've been working as nutritionist for almost 10 years now, you said. So maybe you could just give us kind of the short version of how you started this business, how you began this journey. I became a nutritionist over 10 years ago um, when I basically decided not to go back into the corporate world after my first daughter was born, but I was really itching to do something with my time. And you know, nutrition had always been a passion of mine. So I decided that I was going to go to school for nutrition and maybe do it part-time. What I didn't plan on was it becoming my full-time gig and really making my life around my business and, and nutrition. Right. And so when you started, because now I see that you've got quite a bit of your business that you do in terms of marketing online. But when you started, I guess it wasn't that way because it was 10 years ago. So what, what did your business look like when you got started? Yeah, my goodness. It was so different. When I got started, there wasn't any such thing as social media really yet. Um, It was a lot of... I mean, I used to do marketing for my weight loss clinics 
via you know advertising in the local newspapers and writing in newspapers. That's the type of thing that I did, as well as advertising in the yellow pages, like all of the things that seem so archaic now. <laughs> but it was and it was hard going. I mean, it was hard at that time to get your message out. One of the big things I did back then was really network in my corporate with my corporate connections so that I could do, you know, I would offer to do presentations on, you know, healthy eating and whatnot to a large, a lot of big companies on Bay Street, which is uh, basically Canada's Wall Street. So that's kind of where I got the majority of my clients from when I first started in addition to the regular print ads and that type of thing. So that's really interesting that you started off by using some of your corporate connections. I know a lot of people listening are transitioning out of a corporate job and they can feel a bit strange about going back into that environment and now presenting themselves as somebody, something different, you know, in a completely different role than their colleagues might have known them in. So were you actually like tapping into, yeah, your existing corporate networks, like people that you knew from your previous career? And did you have any hesitations around that? I think that there's always a hesitation when you have to step out of your own comfort zone and definitely putting ourselves in front of people and speaking and having to... It's not really cold calling, but still, if it's somebody that you worked with a few years ago and connect with them, phone them, email them, hope that they will get back to you. It was definitely nerve wracking, but it was also pretty amazing because I think... I mean, at least for me, being a nutritionist is my identity now, but I was always that person in the law firm who was drinking smoothies in the morning and at the gym at 6am. So when I went back to contact people and and really explain that, you know, hey, I understand this world and I can really help to motivate people to take their health seriously so that they can focus and be the best that they can be and stay at the top of their game because of their nutrition and their lifestyle and how they're treating themselves. People really got that because that was always who I was. Mm-hmm. That really like chalks one up for just being your authentic self all the time. Even if you're in a corporate job that's not your ideal job, you can still let bits of your other interests come through. And then that actually sets you up in the future to be able to go back and reconnect with those people. Yeah, 100%. And I still love that community. And I really get a lot of inspiration from people who are really at the top of their game and working really hard. And that's why I still choose to work with those individuals. Like that's really my niche. So when you were first starting out 10 years ago, what was your plan for your business? I'm always curious at, you know, what we think, what direction we think we're going in and then how it actually turns out. So what did you think you were going to be doing? I had mentored and done a co-op with somebody who had written a few books and was really out there in the media and also, you know, really creating a brand for herself. And I'll tell you that when I first started out, it was a huge struggle for me because I didn't know how to brand myself. And more than that, I didn't know how to sell myself. You know, and I think for a lot of people, especially people who are in the wellness industry, sales is kind of a dirty word. You want to help people, but you're not necessarily thinking about selling yourself. But at the end of the day, all have to sell ourselves. It doesn't matter what vocation we're, we're in. And for me, because that struggle in the beginning was so hard, I didn't end up doing that from the get-go about a year after kind of struggling and having some clients and working out of my home and that type of thing. 
I actually decided to buy a couple franchises in the nutrition slash weight loss business. Okay. And so then how has that evolved since then? That was huge for me. It wasn't small time anymore. It was you know, an investment of hundreds of thousands of dollars. I had employees. I had people counting on me. The buck stopped with me. But a lot of stress, but also a ton of success as well. And what I realized during that period of time was that, you know, selling myself and being confident and passionate about what I'm doing and being 100% me and authentic with people was the key to my success. And my clinics were always... When I first started those clinics and I didn't know how to sell myself, the end of the first week, I went home bawling my eyes out in the car because I could not bring on a client for the life of me. And really, I had no idea how to open myself up, share myself, and by doing so, you know, have people buy in on the idea that they can be the best version of themselves. Mm. I love this idea of sales because I think you're right that it causes so much anxiety. I think it's almost like this, it's this big daunting idea. Like there's some secret way that you have to sell yourself. And I I think it really, I don't know, it almost becomes like bigger than it needs to be. So what was it for you that, what actually helped you really get over that fear of it and start to become effective at selling your services? Honestly, the big fear was that, I mean, if I didn't make X amount of dollars at the end of the month, that was coming out of my bank account. So I had to, you know, I had people to support and people were counting on me. So that really gave me the push. But what I started doing was I had a half an hour drive to my clinics and a half an hour drive home every day. So I started listening to motivational material on my way into the clinic. So to get past any blocks that I had or any insecurities that I had so that I could be my best self and show up for the people who were walking into a room with me that needed me to be their rock and to share with them, be strong enough to be authentic and to connect with them and also really help them overcome their own blocks and get beyond the excuses because at the end of the day, you know, and the excuses is kind of a also a dirty word in in the health business, but I really believe that no matter what is going on in your life, you should always be taking the steps to do something that makes you feel good no matter what that happens to be. So what do you think your fear was around selling? What was it? Again, I think being a salesperson is just kind of like this dirty word and you know, the fear was is that people would think I was just in it for the money, right? And I think that's the really hard part when you're a health coach is that you have to feel worthy and that your time is valuable and therefore people should be paying for that time and the information that you're giving them. But at the same time, we're these people with these big hearts that just want to help everybody and shouldn't helping kind of be free. Shouldn't you want to do this for free anyway, Mm -hmm. right? So that's a huge block But really, one of the biggest things that helped me to kind of get over asking for the sale and really making sure that my clients had the best possible program that was going to help them be successful is over time, I realized that the people who were both feed in, who were making the biggest investment, those were the people who were most successful. So it was my job to really help them to get there and be 100% committed. And that was part of the sales process, getting over any objections that they might have 
and having a full partner. So it's kind of like if you if you have a business partner, you don't want to be in business with somebody who doesn't have skin in the game, i.e. they don't have an investment in the business, right? So the same thing I found in health that you, know, you don't want to take on a client who's not 100% committed because it's going to be a waste of their time and yours. So you're basically... You found that when clients are actually paying and maybe paying higher prices for these services, then they're more invested in it. So they actually get better results. Is that what you were saying? 100%. 100%. And it's the same reason you know, what I would tell um, you know, a new nutritionist or health coach is be 100% confident in what you can do for people. And what I do now is that... I mean, I had a call with somebody this morning that I said, you know, no, I don't think this is a good fit for you. I will turn people down if I don't think that they're committed enough. Like if I hear them on the phone saying, well, you know, I have to wait for this to be perfect or that to be perfect, etc. You know, I'll say, you know, this, this, you're not ready yet. And the reason why I stopped taking on clients or doing initial consultations, a lot of health coaches do this. They'll do an initial consultation and maybe that's a few hundred bucks and they feel good about that. But then there's, they haven't committed their client for any follow-up. And at the end of the day, that client, you are doing them a disservice by not committing them to a longer period of time with you because they're not going to do it on their own. If they could do it on their own, they would have done it already. So having one-off appointments or just an initial consultation with somebody is not only setting yourself up for failure, but setting them up for failure too. Mm, this is really interesting. Can you tell us more about that idea like of not doing the initial consultation, but I guess you're suggesting to sell a package instead? Absolutely. So the minimum amount of time that I will work with a client is 12 weeks. My, the minimum investment of working with me right off the bat is at least $1,000. And I, I never waver from that because I know that they're not going to be successful. And if you're bringing in clients and doing a consultation and they're not able to follow through on their own, you know, there's a block. They're not going to come back to you because they're going to think, oh, well, that's going to cost me more money. So it's getting in the way of their success. Whereas if they've already committed to a period of time, then they're going to come in. Then there's nothing blocking them from coming and getting your advice and for them to be successful. But if they are just doing it on their own with that one consultation, the likelihood is that they're going to fail. And if you have a whole bunch of clients up there who are failing, then how is that going to build your word of mouth reputation? And how is your business going to be successful? So like it's a fail for everybody. So you have to look at what is going to set them up for success. And I guess you can just explain that to clients. Like you can just come out and say, you know what? I don't work with people in one-off sessions. I only work in these packages because I've found through experience that that's what gets my clients the best results. 100%. And that's exactly what I do is that I just tell them the God's honest truth and just say, I've been doing this for a really long time. This is my experience. I use the analogy that you want to, you know, this is a partnership and that we both have to have skin in the game. So you need to be both feet in and committed. Otherwise, it's not going to work for you. Mm -hmm. And if you're not ready, then that's the whole reason you're not, you know, you haven't made it to your goal thus far because you're not putting 100% of your effort in yet. You have to be willing to do that. And it's truly not just about the information because people can go look up nutrition information anywhere, right? And they're still not taking action and getting results. So it's not just about you giving them all the information in one session because that's not really where they're falling down, it seems like. It's what they need is that accountability and that help, that step-by-step help over time. 100%. 
you can go and buy a meal plan, a recipe book. There's a million and one different places you can get that. But what I tell my clients is instead of putting them on a diet or having them rely on a meal plan, I actually do teach them the knowledge of how to eat no matter what the circumstances are. And they learn that by coming to see me week after week and looking at what have their challenges been and not making them feel bad or shameful for not being perfect. By looking at, okay, so this is a pattern or that's a challenge. Now, what can we do to prevent that? Because there's always going to be things that come up in your day-to-day life that are, you know have the potential to throw you off course. And so you have to be like really self-aware, see that that's the case, and then set yourself up so that you prevent that from happening in the first place. Mm-hmm. And it's those, how do you deal with life the way that it is right now that's crazy and still make your nutrition and yourself a priority so that you can deal with those ups and downs in life better. Mm-hmm. So how do you handle it? So you're telling people, basically, you don't do one-off consultations. You just do these packages. It's minimum of $1,000. You must yep. get objections about price. And I'm just curious always how different people handle this. How do you approach that when somebody says, oh, well, that would be nice, but I really can't afford it? It's really interesting when you say, do I get objections about price? I put my prices on my website. So for the most part, when people contact me, they know how much it's going to cost. So when I am 100% authentic with them and I tell them that they need to have, you know, to be committed to have skin in the game, then they are either my ideal client and they get that and they're like, yes, when can I start? Or they're not. But I'll tell you that at least 8 out of 10 people that I get on the phone with to have that conversation end up becoming my clients. Awesome. I think it's really interesting. I've been playing with this idea of like prices on the website or prices off the website and people argue for it both ways. But I found when I have my prices on the website, it's kind of like self-selecting. So you talk to fewer people, but there's a much higher close rate because they know how much it's going to cost. Whereas when your prices aren't on your website, then I think sometimes people get scared off or sometimes you get people that are like, oh, isn't it free to work with you? Yeah. <laughs> like total tire kickers. Do you have any thoughts about that? Like, have you played with it both ways? I've never played with it both ways. I've always put my prices on my website. And I think I just, I believe in, I know what my worth is. It's not. I'm not afraid to do that. I'm 100% confident in my ability to help people. And I don't want to waste my time or their time. So putting those prices on the website, you're right, means probably not as many people call me, but I do bring in the people who ideally I want to work with. Mm -hmm. And that's the key because as a nutritionist or if you're a health coach, if you're working with the wrong people, then you are going to get drained really quickly really, really quickly. In my weight loss clinics, it was a little bit different. And I had people from all different walks of life and different personality types and many people who were chronic dieters, I would say. And a lot of those people will decide that get all gung-ho and decide that they're going to do something, but then never follow through with those action steps. And by me putting those prices out there, by being a premium product, you know, saying, hey, this is my experience. I've literally spent thousands and thousands of hours with people. Then I bring in the people who recognize that and appreciate that. 
And my clients are, they end up being the people that, you know, I want to be best friends with after we're finished, you know? They are the people I really enjoy spending time with and I can really help them, not the people that come in feeling sorry for themselves and not willing to make changes in their lives to feel better. I'm curious from where you started working with some clients one-on-one and having these weight loss centers, I'm curious how your business has evolved to what it is today. So could you tell us a little bit about like what your business looks like now? Like if you're working with people one-on-one or in groups or what other kinds of things make up your business? My clinics I sold in, I guess, 2011 or just the tail end of 2010. And I had another baby and stayed home for about 18 months with her. And at that point, I wasn't 100% sure about what my vision was going to be for my business and going forward. I really loved being an entrepreneur and the business side of things, but also the wellness business. So initially, I started doing um, consulting work for a weight loss company and for a medical doctor, really helping them build their business. And about eight to nine months into that, I kind of went, wait a second, uh, why am I doing this for other people when I could just do this for myself again? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I said, that's it. I'm going to uh, brand myself and really took that seriously. So I hired an amazing web designer and copywriter and put all my time and effort into that. And when that website launched and my brand launched, I had an amazing year right from the get-go. It was pretty awesome. And that was 2014. So it's been about two years, just over two years now since I did that. And it's really been about, obviously, social media marketing. I've done a lot of study um, online programs about, you know, obviously, online marketing and email marketing and whatnot. But also, again, the networking, the networking that I did in the beginning of my practice with, you know, colleagues, um, people who I was familiar with. I just started doing that and I was able to connect with very large brands. One of them being Body Rock is one of the world's largest free workout communities. And the owner of that happened to be in my hometown. And I just sent him an email and said, you know, this is the ideas that I have and I'd really love to meet with you. And lo and behold, he got back to me that day and said, yes. So all of a sudden, I was put in front of a community of like well over a million people at that point. Mm, Awesome. Seriously, looking for partnerships and just putting yourself forward for things like that can pay off. It's so worth effort. So I definitely encourage everybody out there listening to just look for opportunities like that. That's awesome. So I'm like looking at your website and it looks like you're doing, you're mainly doing lots of one-on-one work with people. Yeah. So right now I do a lot of, you know, I would say the still the main source of income in my business is one-on-one. Last year, I ran a program, an online group program, uh, four different times. And it was the four-week Feel Fabulous Detox. And everybody loved that program so much that they wanted to keep going. So what I just launched this month is my membership program. And it starts. it actually starts today. It starts with that four-week program. And then every month, I will be adding case studies and there'll be live calls and more recipes and motivation, videos for me, etc. to really help to reach a broader spectrum of women across the world. Because you know my message is 
a lot less about just nutrition and a lot more about prioritizing yourself, taking care of yourself and showing up as the best person that you can be no matter what's going on in your life. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I know a lot of wellpreneurs out there, they really feel stuck about, they like working with people one-on-one, but they're not sure if they're going to have enough energy to keep working with one-on-one clients because it is it does take a lot of energy to do that. But then they think about doing online programs and that can feel overwhelming to get started too. So it's always, I love to hear like how different wellpreneurs make a blend for themselves that you're doing one-on-one and you're starting group programs and this membership site, which membership sites, that's awesome. That's definitely the way to go. <laughs> for sure. And that's, you know, that I really got to that point. In fact, just this past fall, I said to people, I'm not going to be taking any more one-on-one clients for a while. And I, I didn't. And one of the reasons was I wanted to create a signature course but, you know, as you and I spoke about, you know, some things happened. I broke my wrist. I wasn't able to do the videos and the prep for, that I wanted for that. So it kind of got put on hold. But what I did was I invested in myself and I started working with online. I don't even know if you would call her a business coach. She's really somebody who helps you align with your true message, Kat Laterzo. And what I realized is that I was feeling burnt out working with my one-on-one clients because although I've just spoken to you about being very specific about the people I wanted to work with, I still was... Even the people who I was working with, 100% of them were not my ideal clients, even though I was, I was already being very particular. And so I'm actually rebranding right now. I'm dropping the, you know, weight loss and detox brand because it doesn't really speak to what I actually do with people. It's more one of those, you know, sell them what they want and then give them what they need, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people want to lose weight and that's why they come to see me, but they don't realize the type of work that we'll actually be doing. So my whole brand is being reworked so that I'm very specific about the type of person that I want to work with. And the other thing about working with um, Kat was that instead of and I the overwhelm that comes with having to produce this big online course, I already had tons of content. So why couldn't I take the smaller course that I was already doing that people loved and create the membership program as you know create the starting off point for that membership program instead of having to wait until I had this big course together. That's great advice. Yeah. yeah, so that's kind of um, what I ended up doing and, and that mesh. And, and now the other thing I did was I increased my prices on my one-on-one. So again, I'm really focusing on the people I really want to work with so that I have lots of energy for them. And I'm also putting together those online programs to reach more people and have different revenue streams. It's really interesting about one-on-one work because I do digital marketing coaching and consulting of people one-on-one, which I love. But I find that really, even if they're your ideal client, like when I'm working with somebody one-on-one, I'm so into their business. Like I'm always thinking about it. So (laughs) it's taking my energy. It's not just the hour that you're together. It's like, I'll be in the shower. And just like, I think about my business. Sorry, everybody who's clients and I'm thinking about you in the shower. That's (laughs) like, you know, just wherever you are, you'll just see something and you'll think, oh, I should tell her about that. Or, oh, maybe she could do this. And it's like, it's taking up headspace. And I think that's part of the thing about working with one-on-one clients is it's awesome and it's really great and you can really get deep and help somebody. But at the same time, like you only have a certain amount of brain space and you have to save some for your own business too. And so you just, it's 
just not scalable and it gets really tiring, especially if they're not the right fit. But even if they are, it still, it takes a lot out of you. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And that's like, we're so fortunate now that we can also have a business online, that we can create products that are service-based and be that one-to-group model so that we don't have to burn ourselves out just doing the one-on-one, right? Like 10 years ago, when I started, that didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Well, so. it's like now you can choose. You can say, well, I've got space for five or 10 one-on-one clients and really love them up. And then have these other products and programs to kind of fill in the gaps and help more people. Exactly. And then the fact is, is that the one-on-one, what I realized when I wasn't seeing as many one-on-one people was that I really missed them. I missed those connections with my clients and not just the people I see in person, but my clients who I've worked with for a long time, who I only speak to over the phone, there's still this great connection. And a lot of the work that we do is my inspiration for things that I post on social media or stories that I tell or videos that I do. So I really need to have those one-on-one clients and the connections to really get to my core message and keep understanding how I can better help people because I know these people so well. And then I can translate that into my online programs. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about the online marketing side. What's really working for you? What are you loving right now that's really effective? The number one thing for me that's been really effective is being totally authentic with people. So when I send out my newsletter, it's usually pretty personal. Like I try to really let people know that my life is not perfect. These are my struggles. This is how... I build myself up even when I'm not feeling great and even when you know life throws me under the bus. So that has been huge because what I'm getting is people actually responding back to me. And a lot of the time I will say, I'd love to hear your story, you know, just hit reply. And they do. They reply back to me. They tell me how my story has impacted them or motivated them or inspired them. And that has just been huge. The other thing is videos. I am a much bigger talker than I am a writer. And so I'm just getting over... And it's, it's kind of interesting because I always wanted to be an actress. And I always... you know, Public speaking has never been an issue for me. But videos for a long time were a block. Because I guess the perfectionist in me wanted them to be perfect. But that meant I had to like do my hair or create a, a great backdrop. Whereas what I realized is that People don't necessarily want to see the glossy all the time. They just want to know that you're a real person so that they can really get on side with what you are trying to teach them and inspire them. And so that they realize you're a real person, not just kind of a make-believe pop band. Absolutely. That's such a good point. I think we really get hung up in perfectionism and feeling like we have to sound so professional all the time. But actually, what I've found exactly the same as you have, that some of the most effective emails and programs and initiatives that I've done is just when I'm honest and just myself. Absolutely. You know, with the world that we live in now and everything that looks so perfect on Instagram or people's highlight reels on Facebook, a lot of people are just over that. They want to know like what your struggles are and how do you make it work? And, and that's, that being part of your messaging, I think, is so, so powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, and getting stuff out there is so more important than it being perfect, right? Totally. Yes, absolutely. It's so much better to put out something and just start to get feedback on it 
even though it won't be perfect because you'll get to perfect. Well, I don't think there's any perfect, but you'll get to a really great product like much faster by just putting it out there. But it's scary. It's scary to do that. It's, it's so scary. And it's something that I think everybody struggles with that every day. You just have to get over yourself and just put it out there, you know, and when you have an idea, act on it as soon as you can. I mean, the days that I come home and I do videos with, you know, sweaty hair sitting in my living room and I can bang out three or four videos, I feel like superwoman as opposed to the day where, you know, I'm trying to set everything up perfectly and I don't get done when I want to get done and I don't feel productive. So at the end of the day, just like putting yourself out there, being authentic and real, I think that's just the best thing that you can possibly do. So for anybody out there that's listening, that's like a new wellness practitioner, maybe just getting started, looking for their first clients, just starting to put themselves out there online. Do you have any tips or advice to share with them? You know, say yes to as many things that, that come your way. That's really huge. I have gotten on, you know, I guess the list of many network um, news shows in my area by just saying yes, even when they call me up and it's last minute. If I can make it work, I will say yes. If somebody asks me to, you know, quote for a magazine, I will say yes. If somebody asks me to do, you know, a podcast interview, I will say yes. A lot of times our fears can stop us and that, you know, we can say no or say we're too busy or, but just putting yourself out there and saying yes. And connecting, like doing that networking, you, if there's somebody out there that you think would be a great fit for you to work with, like what do you have to lose by trying to connect with them? The worst that they can say is no. That's it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You just kind of need to, it's almost like getting over yourself, just pushing yourself through that little bit of fear and just going out and meeting people and being like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. Maybe we can help each other. And I think that's super scary in the beginning to think about doing that. But it's just part of, I think, stepping up and stepping into that role of being a business owner in addition to a nutritionist or a health coach or an acupuncturist. You're also a business owner. And and in that role, you have to go out there and meet people. Absolutely. That's the one area that I would say in a lot of these programs, any type of wellness healer type educational programs is that they need to start teaching them to be an entrepreneur, basically to be a wellnesspreneur. Because the fact is, is that you're not going to find your ideal, your ideal job is not sitting there waiting for you. It's something that you have to create. So you have to learn to be that person so that you can heal and help more people. And, I, and that's the, usually the motivation behind it, right? We want to mm-hmm. we heal and help everybody. Absolutely. Well, Kira, it's been really great talking to you. Could you let people know where they can get in touch with you if they'd like to learn more or join one of your programs or just get in touch? Absolutely. My website is kirafoy.com, C-I-A-R-A-F-O-Y.com. And my new membership portal is at members.kirafoy.com. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks so much, Amanda. Have a fantastic day. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Wellpreneur Podcast. As always, you can get everything we talked about, all the links and everything else in the show notes, which you can get by just tapping on the picture on your phone to take you to the show notes. Or you can hop over to wellpreneuronline.com and go to the podcasts page and find the show notes there. So I hope you have a fantastic week and I will see you back here next week with the next episode from Hong Kong. How cool. Have a great week. Bye.